0: Welcome to this episode of My Lens Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Kind of, I'm trying to start real fast because I don't have too much time, which is hard to believe because my life is not interesting at all. and Yeah, I literally have nothing to do, but I do have stuff to do. It's really Don't worry about it. Point is, as a title explains, I want to talk about the election. Real tense. Real crazy. If you want, I mean, not really if you want, but if you believe so, still going on, We and we, you know, don't have a president-elect, maybe, or at least that's what people are thinking, believing, you know, all that stuff, which, I don't know, you believe that, I guess. I think we already have a president-elect, as well with, you know, a bunch of Democrats and Republicans. I'm neither, but I still think, you know. It's settled, I don't think. Anyways, I'm not get more into that obviously. Well not really too much into it, just like real quick recap is that is that the right word. Anyways, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. So hope you enjoy and you know I'll get start talking about it right now. So, as we know, Election Day, or today, when I'm recording this, it's a week from Election Day. So, yeah, just barely a week, Tuesday, November 3rd. So, it was a long election. I feel like we could all agree on that. Like, it took way till I remember in 2016 when Trump got elected, you know, I was still small. I mean, I still kind of am. But, you know, I was still, like, I didn't understand any of it. But I'm pretty sure he got, elected like, that same night. Because I remember staying up watching, you know, the map and all that. And then, like, all that, you know. But this one, it took four days for them to get at least the president-elect. Because we're still not, or at least I don't believe we're set on the Senate. And I'm pretty sure they said, you know, it's gonna going to take longer. But, yeah, it took that long from right now. It took, it, ah, I'm sorry. They, they announced it three days ago that the president-elect is Joe Biden with Vice President Kamala Harris. And, yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to say, you know, congratulations. Because, not really because he won, but because he beat Trump. He has, like, a really dedicated following. Which is super crazy because honestly I you know don't support him at all. But I don't understand how people support a candidate that strongly. Like it's fucking crazy. But also for Biden, to be honest, because even though the whole thing was settled for Biden, there was a huge vote turnout, mostly Mel and Bats and all that. And it probably has to do with the fact that, you know, a lot of new voters. With people who couldn't vote in 2016. They were able to vote this election in 2020. And that was you know. That, that was good to see. I guess. Mostly. Because you know. It, it shows. That people are at least like. A bit engaged. Or engaged enough to at least go and do that. And if I haven't. You know expressed my opinion on voting. I'd say it's a good thing. Which you should do. And I'm glad for everyone you know. Who actually did. If they can. But obviously I don't think it's the best means for actual change to come about. But yeah. Like I said congratulations. And I'm really happy about. Well not really happy but. Yeah I was just impressed about the huge vote turnout. So I want to start talking about like. You know the good side of things. Because even though there isn't like too many. There's still you know like small things. That, you know, at the end of the day, are all possibilities. But hopefully, they'll be able to be, you know, actual things. So for Joe Biden, I remember I was listening to his victory speech in Delaware, I believe. And, you know, three words that really stuck out to me was unity, opportunity, and progress. Do they really fit? Only time will tell. I don't know if he actually believes in those. But that's what I got from the speech. And you, you know, to not look into the party lines. Which I feel like could be a good thing, personally. You know, because politically, I don't care too much if you're on the right. Like, if you're not fascist or neo-nazi or anything like that, you know, racist. I don't care too much. I don't... But, yeah, there's been like a super huge gap. Not even between, like, left and right. It's, like, literally center right. And then even huger between actual leftists and people on the right wing. So that's a really, you know, big thing I hope it is able to do. He also talked about, like, you know, like, progress. Mostly because, you know, all the recent protests that we've had all summer and all that. He was talking about hoping to fix... Systemic racist, eh, systemic racism, and is that I don't think that's possible, mostly through electoral politics, but hopefully he'll be able to you know at least going into that direction. I'm not gonna you know shit on that like obviously anything will be helpful, mostly in these times for in this case for a black man or any person who is black to feel safe you know. The presence of a police officer, which is something that, you know, we've been showing for a long time, at least a little bit of change. And, yeah, I mean, that's what I I got out of it. You know, many people got other things. That's what I personally got from his speech. And now for the vice president, I feel like it's mostly a thing of representation. Because ever since they started off, you know, they were about, oh, because she's a person of color, it's going to be better. And I feel like it could be, in a way. For, like, or kids mostly, in my opinion. Because I know representation is, you know, super important. Mostly if it's, you know, in a better light than usual. So, I can understand that because, also congrats to that, you know. That she's the first, not only first woman to be vice president, but black and South Asian women to be vice president, which could be, you know, a good thing in my opinion. Most, Like I said, mostly for representation purposes because I don't think, you know, that's going to make any progress in an oppressive state, but for, like, kids who don't really understand politics, you know, mostly, like, little black girls or little black South Asian girls, I feel like it could be a really cool thing, you know, seeing seeing Kamala Harris, you know, in a position of power, someone who might look, you know, at least a bit like them. Because I know that, personally, as a kid, you know, like, sometimes I want to see, like, a Mexican-American or Mexican or something like that, well, like a movie or something like, that. like literally just a movie in a good position. And I know, even though it might seem small for some people, it's still a good thing, at least for them. And you could give them that. Like I said, they're kids. They don't really understand you know, what's going on. But, yeah. But, hopefully, they'll be able to get at least small victories. Even though it looks like we're going to have a Republican Senate. But, I've heard. I'm not too sure. Because I'm not too invested in this type type of thing. That he might be able to work around with the Republican Senate. Or, mostly, work with the Republican Senate. Because that's where he's going. Yesterday, I checked that. Must check today. But I don't think they probably changed, but the Senate is still forty six, forty eight with, as I said, a Republican majority. So, yeah, I mean that's the good part of it in my opinion. Mostly with, well, we haven't finished because Trump right now is you know trying to say it's fraudulent election that they should recount the votes, and it could get better in if we're talking about like. Not having that type of, like, cult falling. I'm not saying it's everyone. I'm not saying if you're a Trump supporter, you know, it's automatically a cult. But there is a good amount of people who don't really, you know, form their own opinions. Or at least if they do, it's not even that much. Like, most of it is just like, oh, the president said this. It must be true. That's what I believe. You know? Like, people sh- should still, you know, think for themselves. And think outside of what, you know, a candidate says that goes for both sides. Not just Trump, but also like Joe Biden. So just agree with whatever he says for any, you know, like liberals, mostly. Like, don't, don't rely on candidates. That's what I'm trying to say. But yeah, but I feel like maybe he could unify a country. And I don't really care about, you know, the average politician. But more like, you know, like actual people, people who... Aren't we affected by these things that affect, you know, mostly, you know, big corporations, that that said, rich people. Not many people are actually affected by what Trump or Joe Biden does. And if it does, it's probably not for the best, if we're being honest here. But yeah, really hope, you know, that's something that could be hoped. And this is, you know, they're small things, but hopefully they're able to get better. So right off the bat, like I wanna say, Democrats aren't real leftists. I feel like most of us know, but if you don't, you know that's a reality. They don't really have leftist ideals. And that's why I wanna go into, you know, their political history of what they've done, you know, as a prosecutor for Kamala Harris and Joe Biden as a vice president under Obama. And for Kamala Harris A really big one that a lot of people are talking about. Which I find really interesting. Well. Yeah interesting. Is you know. Her prosecuting a bunch of people for. Really minor offenses. Of. Related to cannabis. And not only that. You know like. For me that's really bad. I think it was. The number was. Fifteen hundred. But not only that. I think she went on to. The breakfast club. I could be wrong. But. She went out there, and then she bragged about how she used to smoke weed, you know, in college. Which, you know, that's not something you should be doing. It's like if I punch someone, and then they say, oh, violence is the answer, and then go ahead and stab me. It doesn't make sense, so that's a really big one that I'm against, because then she started saying that she's, Pro-legalization that she even used it, as I just mentioned. And that's just straight up lying, in my opinion. I don't think people change that fast. So, as I said, very contradictory. Contradictory? Yeah, but, yeah, that's not a good sign, as I said. Another thing, which is a lot more serious, well, still serious, but... Is her putting, you know, trans women into male prisons. Which shouldn't be happening because you're putting women into male prisons doesn't make sense. It's a danger to them. And it's dirty inhumane to exposing them to that much danger. So yeah, that's a really big one, but not only that, there's a case well I'm pretty sure it's more than just one. But this specific case of Michelle Norsworthy... A trans woman that was put into a male prison. But not only that. But they denied her. You know. Surgery to be able to transition I believe. And a lot of people think. You know. Oh we don't owe that to them. We shouldn't be giving them this surgery. It's more for like. Cosmetic reasons. You know. Because they want to look a certain way. But it's not that. You know. Being transgender isn't a choice. It's just kind of know how they feel, how they are. and It's mostly because, you know, gender dysphoria. I think that's how it's pronounced. You can search it up. You know, it's a real thing. People go through this where they don't feel comfortable in their own gender and they try to find ways to, you know, change because they don't feel that their body, you know, is the gender that they want it to be. So they denied that, which is... A bad thing because, like I said, it's a serious thing, <clears throat> it's not like some random thing just because they want to look a certain way, it's literally because they're they kind of need to, you know. And the prisons do have, you know, responsibility to give inmates proper health care, so even between law, this is bad, you know, and she shouldn't have been doing that. And mostly now, because, I'll be honest, like, before, I didn't really, I wasn't invested. Because I don't want to say I don't didn't care. But just I didn't know, and I wasn't invested into, you know, the whole problems between, with trans people. And knowing this, you know, like, it's really serious. We should be paying more attention to this. And I'm not too sure if it's still happening. But, knowing that Kamala did this, mostly during times where, you know, people are getting are raising voices about trans rights, black trans rights, all that. You know, it doesn't sit well. So, yeah. Like, that's what I have for now. But there's also, you know, a lot more things. But I just wanted to give what I know. Because this is, you know, actual things. And you could search up. Because I'm sure there is a lot more things from when she was a prosecutor. And now to Joe Biden who, as I mentioned, vice president under Obama. And as Trump was saying, (laughs) yeah, but not only him, you know, we've known this. but you probably heard Trump during the debates, you know, saying, you build the cages, we just use them. I'm pretty sure he said that. And it's true, he did build the cages under the Obama administration. He is the one who put these kids into cages as if they were animals. So, yeah, like, we don't, I don't, it's really, it's a really weird situation, because on one side, you want to believe he does, you know, want meaningful immigration reform. No, I think i he did mention that, that he was going to do that for the first hundred days, and I'm guessing mostly with the, with the zero tolerance thing, where they separate a bunch of families, and there's a bunch of kids right now they don't know where their parents are. But he did build these cages, which is, as I said, not a good sign that they will fulfill their promises. This goes with Kamala Harris too. It's really hard to believe that they will do that. Because as most politicians, not just him, him and her, they tend not to, you know, fulfill their promises. It's a common thing. It's not something that just, oh, it kind of happened with him or him or you know like it's a really common thing and not only that you know he also suppressed a bunch of protests during his well not his but obama's administration similar to how trump did it was as if he didn't know black lives matter you know was a theme before people started using it as an aesthetic it was more like yeah sorry a big instance of this was you know the Ferguson protest in two thousand fourteen there was violently suppressed too. It was a black lives mass protest and you know, people don't people ignore like that didn't happen. A lot of people just wanna ignore that Obama wasn't doing, you know, very similar things to Trump was. Because at the end of the day the two party system isn't that different. But yeah, like that's a rabid thing and that goes into the fact that he was saying he wants to fix systematic racism. Which, again, I keep repeating this. Like, It's really hard to believe that they will do this. And I truly believe they won't do this. And the last one, as it's really notorious, the 1994 crime bill. And if you didn't know, this, that's a mass incarceration of not only black people, but also brown people, which is just a mess, you know what I mean? Like, it just put way too many people in prisons. And this, you know, affects minorities the most because we're put in, like, ghettos and stuff like that. You know, we're put in places where it's harder to succeed, even though they say, oh, we had a black president, obviously we're able to achieve something. But many of us are still placed in the situation where it's you know a lot harder to succeed and get to the places that we wish to be it's not like people just said oh yeah i want to be a gangster i'm gonna do this i'm going to sell drugs i'm going to kill people people don't think that for the most part at least people you know are just put into a situation and it just kind of happens in mass incarceration you know it just plagues someone it just it's hard to find job after they leave they're put into a place where it's You know, they have to look behind their back all the time. Poor conditions. Bunch of things. I could go on and on about, you know, the prison system because it's terrible. But, yeah. I just want to say that about them because they don't seem like they'll do the best if we're including their history. Which people seem to have kind of figured out and understand, you know, we're trying to celebrate that Trump is out of office. But a lot of well, not a lot, but I have seen people who have gone down the road like, Oh, Trump's out. Things are going to get better. things it's going back to normal. And, yeah, maybe it will go back to normal. But for a few people, it's not going to be, you know, for people who actually have to live through these things every single day. So, you know, you have to stay vigilant. You know what I mean? You got to stay there just watch his moves what he's doing the same way people were doing with Trump because no politician I'm pretty sure even though if they're progressive almost none of the politicians that we see will actually bring about real change and sometimes they think they have our interests in mind or they try to you know make it seem like that but they don't I don't know how to explain that but yeah they really don't have too much interest in us and if they do they don't even know where to start. So just to wrap all this up, I just wanted to you know my whole point of this and what I'm trying you know, the message I'm trying to convey essentially is to not depend on candidates, you know? Like they're not really here to help us that much. At the end ah At the end of the day, they're here to support, you know, big businesses, big corporations, rich people, and, you know, the state itself to preserve the state's power. You know, so, personally, I feel like, mostly since it's a two-party system, the Democrats and the Republicans are pretty much different sides of the same coin. They both won't help us. They both won't do anything for us. And even though, like, it might seem like it's really, like, A big clash between the parties. They have... You know, their opinion. They're trying to get over with... I mean, they're battling out and stuff like that. You know, at the end of the day, they just have, like... Different ways to get to the same thing. So, like, different routes to the same destination. Man, I love saying stuff like that. So, yeah. Because, like, even Trump. You know what I mean? Like, he's really like that. But I don't think he's too different than like, maybe not all Democrats, but, you know, a good amount of them, but, you know, whatever, he's calling fraudulent election, which, I'm not saying, you know, they wouldn't do that, but like, he's just saying, oh, it's fraudulent because I didn't win, you know what I mean, because he's not just like, I don't think this was fair or anything like that, you know, he's just like. Oh, it wasn't fair. I know this because if it were fair, I would have won. Like, that's his whole message. You know what I'm trying to say? So, yeah, that's... I just wanted to say that real quick. But, yeah. And, um... I don't know if this slogan is from someone else or what's up, but on Instagram, there's this group. You guys should really check it out. Black Rose. It's a libertarian socialist group. And I've seen this, you know, slogan pop up on their feed like a few times and I really like it and I feel like you know people should you know listen to it maybe ah you know d- action <laughs> okay anyways the slogan is build strong movements not candidates and I really love that cause like they say and as many libertarian socialists anarchists all that what they say Is that, you know, build power from the bottom. We can't expect it to go from the top bottom. That's really all I had to say for, you know, this episode. I know I kind of like, like what I'm doing right now, I'm taking like big pauses and all that. But yeah, I haven't done this in a long time. But hopefully you got my message. And if you want to, like, if you disagree, that's okay. We all have different opinions. But. Yeah, that's what I thought about the election. Once again, congratulations. Hopefully, we got you know what, we'll, we can do what we can facing the reality that we live in this two-party system and that Joe Biden is going to be our president, you know, in January. So, thank you for listening and peace.